Ginger tea, check. Nuts, check. Cigarettes, check. Reading glasses, check. We're ready. Today's issue is social classes. Welcome to Advice from a Dirty Old Man. You are listening to Advice from a Dirty Old Man, and this is your host, Dirty Old Man. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. Good morning, everyone. This is a, a Dirty Old Man on a new podcast from uh, Advice from a Dirty Old Man. Today, we're going to talk about social classes. And yes, you were listening to the International, the Socialist Anthem, uh, written by Pierre de Geller in 1888. And it has been the standard for most socialist um, movements uh, around the globe. It actually was the, the Soviet Anthem. Well, what a beautiful song, but what it stands for is what matters today. Now, um, let's see. Today we're going to talk about social classes, as I said. And uh, before we start, let me just remind you that I am to be found in Twitter by um, at advice from a dirty old man. And uh, please leave a message. Please leave a comment. Please leave a, an idea, a critique, anything. Anything would be welcome. So... Social classes, what a uh, concept, right? What a concept. Um, uh, how did it all start? Well, let's all begin by saying that uh, every social benefit that uh, our society today enjoys, I think every single one of them, if there's an exception, please let me know in the comments uh, below. But every social benefit and privilege we as a society enjoyed is based on leftist ideology. Every single one of them, as I said, if you find any one that's not, uh, please let me know. What you will find is um, that uh, the capitalist movement or the higher classes have found that they there's nothing they can do regarding the changes we have somehow through revolution or through um, revolt or through violence uh, asked for. Well, they were they were able to amend it to fit. That the the you know the the whole of society yes they probably have done that they've done amendments they have made space for it to f uh, to fit in but everything stems from the leftist ideology. If it was <laughs> let me let me let me reassure you something if it was for the capitalist we would still be slaves. You know all the revolts all the um, the strikes all the syndicates. All the unions, every single movement around the world in through historic times have been through leftist ideology, the, the, the ideology that we are all equal, that, we, that there shouldn't be anyone too far above you. Uh, people are, get confused thinking that uh, <coughs> socialism or communism has this, um, has this pretense that we all should be equal. 
I don't believe that's so. And if that's so, then yes, well, they uh, should be changed, should be arranged in a little bit because uh, socialists do understand that there are different people for different purposes, although they have applied different uh, standards around the world in the Soviet Union, in Bulgaria, and Hungary, in Romania, and all those places. The, the, it wasn't well done, but the whole idea is that it's not that uh, we're all the same, but there shouldn't be a tremendous economic, social distance between us. No, it's okay to, for rich people to be there. It's, it's okay. I do understand that some people, thanks to their education, to their background, to their historical um, history, whatever, have the capability of, um, let's say, uh, of running a huge factory, of, of making things work in the country. I remember um, Mujica from Uruguay. He was best friends with the oligarchs of Uruguay, and why? Because he, he was asked, "Listen, you're a socialist. You're a, you, you you were even an anarchist when you were younger. How come you, how come you maintain relationships with these people?" And his answer was, "Well, they're the ones keeping the country running. They're the ones with idea and with the means to keep the country running, to employ thousands of people. Now it's my job," he said. To so as those arrangements between the workers and the and the oligarchs will be as fair as possible. And here's the thing. Uh, in today's society, you know, <laughs> this has gone to hell. And um, before any leftist influence, people were not allowed to le learn to read or write or maths or any means of improvement. Only through rebellion and social unrest and only through great sufferings did we gain the rights that we have. And all of these fights, all of this unrests and revolution and revolts and strikes were made through a leftist ideology. All of them. <sighs> well, um, how did it all start? Well, in the 19th century, um, a new concept was introduced into society because the oligarchs, the rich, the, the powerful, the historically uh, owners of everything, well, they started to see that, you know, some of us began learning a few things. Some of us were, were influenced by ideas of great thinkers like Karl Marx or Frederick Engels in this particular case. And some kind of consciousness was created, some kind of uh, you know, idea that hey, things might not be as, uh, as cool as you think uh, we, we were right. I mean, shit, why do I have to work the land and it's not my land? Why does he take all the profits and how does things work? Why are they always on top? Why do they always keep everything and give us uh, crumbs you know, while we do all the work? So when this began to happen, some, some capitalist minds, well, they started uh, working on ideas on how to, how to work this without conceding too much as they always do. And the idea they came at is a, is a very smart concept with these social classes. So what they did is they divided the working class into various subgroups. You know, we usually buy into the rhetoric that uh, social classes are a thing of the past, but no. Um, well, as, as in the past, we had those who had and those who didn't. And if you go to certain areas of the world, for example, in, in, in uh, in, in southern Africa or some Asian countries, this concept still applies. In Mozambique, in Tanzania, there is very, 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 very little middle class and the, the society gets divided into those who do and those who don't, period. And that's the way it used to be for a long time. So 
the new concept they came up with in the 19th century is the, so the social classes. So they divided the worker classes into many subclasses, like lower, middle, upper, middle, lower, upper, 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 you know. And, and so the, by doing this, they created a, um, a kind of, uh, how would I put it, a kind of club into which we all fight to be in a higher status. You know, so those in lower class are always striving to be in the upper, in the lower middle class. Those in lower middle class are always striving to go into upper middle class. And those in upper middle class always, and, and, and so on and so on, into thousands of, of uh, subgroups. And this was the trick of the century. Because um, for them, you see, there was this uh, groups of people that were starting to bother them. So they had the what is now known as the lower working class, you know, the, you know, the pawns and the, and the hard workers, the agricultural, the farming people, these were, these were poor, these were, these, uh, you know, it did not represent a, <coughs> sorry, a problem for them, because these people have existed throughout time, and they've uh, mostly complied with everything they had to do in exchange for peanuts, so this was not, but in the 19th century, the phenomenon of industrialization brought about people who went to the cities, who had contact with other people, with other cultures, who had a very, uh, albeit a very low, but still some education, some knowledge. They learned how to read and write, and, and, and most of all, they learned critical thinking. And this was a problem. This group was a problem. So society, as per me, is divided into three main groups. The, the, the lower, lower, super lower class. This this have always been there and will always be there. They, uh, in, in, the, in, in this discussion, what we need to understand is that there's two social groups that have never changed and it's very difficult for it to change. And those are the very low and the very high. These have always been present all of the time, since time immemorial, since fucking Adam and Eve <laughs> ate that apple, since the snake fucked Eve or whatever, all that story, since, ever since then, these two groups have existed. Now, thanks to the Industrial uh, Revolution, a new group was created, which is the middle class. Okay, so it's within this middle class that the upper class had a problem because they could very easily control the lower class you know, through repression, through armies, through violence, through starving them, through lying to them, through various means that have been used throughout time, but this new middle class was representing a problem because they could think, they had access uh, to them more directly, they could see them on a daily basis. They saw the ostentations of their living and, uh, and the benefits of, uh, of other people's work, and so they, well, they began asking questions, now, how the fuck is it the one who, I am the one who's working my ass off, but you're the guy benefiting. So all these things started to create some unrest, and this is where they brought in the new term middle class and within that middle class divided into subgroups lower upper upper middle upper and all those things but uh, what uh, so, so what exactly is a middle class <laughs> I think it is but a stern to divide working class into subgroups through education methods and propaganda because what they did is they introduced uh, public schooling they introduced they they allowed the church who's always been a supporter of the upper class always with very few exceptions and ridiculous exceptions, but always the church has traditionally stood 
behind the upper class. So through them, giving them the tools of education, giving them access to the people, well, they introduce these uh, propagandistic methods that there's various subgroups. And we all tend to emphasize more often with the high class because it is, the, it is like the carrot on the stick that we working class are told we can be someday. You know, it's this thing that hey, if you work hard, if you do efforts, if you if you have a focus, uh, to, I'm going to go into the mindfulness. Uh, yes, you can bullshit that the 21st century has uh, brought about. But again, we tend to emphasize more often with the high class because it's the it's 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 what our uh, desires are you know we allow them to do many things because in the hope that when we get there because according to our thoughts someday we will get there because we work hard and we uh, we sacrifice um, so much of our lives that eventually we will get there because that's the message they transmit if you work hard if you focus if you have a dream you know, yes you can all that bullshit then you will get there which is absolutely bullshit you know and this uh falling falling back on this discourse and it's not relevant to our real situation. Under the illusion, we are closer to higher class than lower class. But under the illusion, the issue resides in that the worker, preceded by countless generations believing this bullshit, is still convinced that he or she works hard and if she, he or she will make it. And in today's mindfulness bullshit world we live in, with the message of, yes, you can, just do it. Or by keeping focus and hard work with all these mindfulness techniques and all this bullshit that according to them is to make you happy to live a fulfilled life. But all these are just means of achieving a higher status, whether it's spiritual or whether it's economical or social. And um, it is my opinion, and I'm going to make a parenthesis here, that when they mention a higher spiritual thing, it's still a society thing. You know? Because if you have the means, the time and the, and the will to grow spiritually, it means that you have some comforts behind it to support it. So if you have those comforts that allow you to take time off to go and meditate, to go in mindfulness, then hey, maybe that means you belong into a lower upper class rather than a middle class or, you know, so all these are tricks and uh, <laughs> just bullshit that they keep feeding us for us to stay within these subgroups and just fight among ourselves for a better place. Fight among ourselves for a for a better uh, seat in the in in the kingdom. It's uh, it's so much bullshit. The system. But here's the trick: that the system uh, publicizes strongly the few exceptions. Yes, there are people who have come through. Yes, there are people who, through their effort or through a stroke of luck or through a whatever means you want to call it, have achieved the dream of being in higher class. You know? But these are so few exceptions that statistically speaking, it means zero. And so the system, what it does is it publicizes strongly these very few exceptions. They give it to us every day. Look at this guy, look at this guy, he made it. That means if he made it, that means you can make it. You know, <laughs> it's, um, we are so mentally retarded and so mentally conditioned that we still believe that if Elon Musk could make it, then we could make it too. And thus we spend all our lives working as hard as we can just to survive in the hope that one day we get that chance that will take us there. We work to live, period. That's the, that's the game they have planned. Yes, okay, you, know, you can agree that today we have iPhones, PCs and cars, and, but let's not forget that all these luxuries are but means to keep us in the loop. 
having a, a, a 1200 um, euro iPhone is no sign of a higher class. No, it just means that you sacrificed more of what you could have in other ways to have this uh, machine or this gadget that will uh, project an image of you which is false. So don't give me the bullshit that, oh, today we have all these amenities that make us live better. <laughs> no, this is natural, natural evolution. We would have had them anyways. These are just placebos to keep us in that loop. You see, we're a hamster running in the wheel completely. And every now and then they throw a carrot, they throw an iPhone, they throw a fancier car, they throw us some holidays in some uh, exotic locations for a few days, as long as you come back and you maintain that fucking wheel running. And, uh, and this is what they've been feeding us. But th um, think about it. So let's, let's analyze a little bit of how this process works on you getting into a higher uh, layer of society. Let's think about this. How about, can you tell me, if you can, in your head, think about it. What would it take for you to achieve a higher social status? Let's say you're a, I don't know, a regular, a regular um, programmer or, uh, or a customer service or a doctor, whatever. So what would it take for you to reach a higher level in society? I'll tell you what it takes. It would take years and years of sacrifice, years of neglection of your families, hours and hours spent in an office, in a clinic, or in a customer service uh, office. And that's what it takes. And maybe if you're lucky, if you hit, know the right people at the right time and be there at the right place and the conditions are favorable, maybe you get to move a miniature of a step higher. Okay, that's after years and years and years of sacrificing your life for this purpose. Now, let me ask you something else. What will it take for you to sink down into lower classes? All it takes is one mistake, one false move, one financial crisis, you're gone. That's how it is. That's the reality of it. So we can, uh, we can clarify that we're not thriving to get into a, a higher social class. That's what we believe. But what we are is just fighting to maintain what we have. You know? And how do we maintain this with the placebo and with the big lie that they've, all, they've also come up with, which is freedom. You're free. <sighs> and this, uh, this concept has always given me the creeps. You know, no, no, but we're free. We're free. No, you're not. Middle-class people tend to think of themselves as free, but yet you fully and 100% depend on a job to live. And not to thrive, just to live, merely to pay for basic needs, a roof, utilities, and other things that you need to live. These are not luxuries. These are not stupid things. So yes, every now and then you get the chance to pay for an iPhone, you know, payment in installments. So shit for you to project that other image. But this is the freedom that we have. We work to live. You know, in turn, higher classes benefit grossly from our basic needs. So they control all these basic needs that you uh, so um, hard and so in, in, under such sacrifice you, 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 you maintain. So they're the ones running the prices of water, of heat, of rent, and other things that we need to live. These are not luxuries. We need to live. If you've ever heard of a concept called welfare state, which is also a bullshit concept that they have invented. But if you're going to believe at least something from that, uh, from that other dark side, we'll get the welfare state. All this welfare state 
specifies that you have the right for a house, uh, a roof and conditions to live, which is bullshit. You sacrifice your life, your entire precious fucking life just to get a roof, just to pay your bills. That's what 99.9999999% of people do. So <clears throat> what do we do with this? Uh, what, uh, what are we doing? Well, nothing. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Nothing, because at a global state, at a global state, it has been accepted that this is the way things work. So you know, things have worked this way since Adam and Eve, since the first monkeys got off those trees. So why shouldn't it be working now? You know, and we again we feed ourselves that yeah, but now we have a car, now we have an iPhone, now we have uh, Ray-Ban sunglasses, and uh, but we still keep that loop of feeding the ultra-rich and the people who are on top, which have always been on top. <laughs> we do nothing, but we still have it in us, that they have the right to do so, because we still believe that by defending the oppressors, we will be able to do the same if ever we get there. So we want to make sure their privileges are maintained, because we are fed the belief that we're going to get there someday. And when we get there, we want those privileges to be applied to us. It is a perverse fucking system. Perverse. Allow me to say that if you have to work to merely live, that is no welfare state. That is no freedom whatsoever. <sighs> so, um, let's say capitalism has gained a victorious, has gained a victory by making uh, our parents believe a lie that they have fought to maintain. This lie of work hard and you will get somewhere. You know, well, we, well, the, well, the few rich watches and they just laugh, laugh, lying in the sofas, enjoying the benefits of these perverse systems. Not too long ago, the rich were scared and, and they were pushed to concede some privileges in exchange for not revolting. You know, now they rest assured that nothing will happen because we lack this social organization. And here's the key thing, social organizations, because let's accept it, we sold our soul for the few coins that throw at us. Unless we have a social organization, nothing ever is going to change, nothing. Our duty is to remember the social class to exist and the oppressed and oppressors only are there because we lack social organization. And only through the organization of the oppressed, we can get them to lose their privileges and achieve a more equal society. Don't you ever believe that this is an equal society we live? This is all a mirage. Okay, this is all a lie. This is all bullshit. You're still a slave. You're still a worker. You're still a pawn in this scheme of game. In this game, you're still nothing. Nothing. Uh, even you think you're important at work. Well, you're not. You get fired, you'll be replaced in two days. Don't worry. And nobody will give a fuck what happens to you. Nobody. So, uh, let's go back to uh, to the leftist ideas. Now, all these, uh, every little privilege that you have, all these uh, eight-hour day, weekends, holidays, um, some kind of social protection, every single revolt, every single demand that has been achieved, that has been gained, that has been won through the tremendous sacrifice of our ancestors, have come from leftist ideas, from ideas that we're all equal and that we should not be way, way, way above each other. It is okay to have a boss. It is okay to have a, somebody on top of you who tells you what to do as long as that person is prepared 
and knows exactly what to do and has a better organizational uh, mental process than you and has a bigger idea and has a, the knowledge how to run, for example, a huge factory, which I don't. I couldn't run a big factory. I don't know if you could. I doubt it. But <laughs> if you could, you'd be doing it. You know, so there are people who are prepared for this, and these people should have, you know, a better, how would you say, a better means, a better living than we do, but not so grossly and ridiculously exaggerated as it is today. The problem is that today, <laughs> through this uh, uh, ability for you to have an iPhone or ability for you to go into a lifelong term, depth into getting a car or a home they there is this and also because sorry because of the failure of the left to do anything because the left today has disappeared don't get confused don't get lied again it's all the game there is no left parties or ideology left in this world forget it gone i don't care if your country is run by a socialist government like mine spain is run by the socialist uh, party <laughs> Hitler was more socialist than any of these. It's all the same, left, right, center. It's all the same. It's just a matter of little tiny things. But forget it. It's the economy that runs the show today. So if you want any kind of um, change, uh, equality, uh, welfare state, um, fairness in our society... There's no other than leftist ideas, but the real leftist ideology and revised and uh, corrected and learned from the past mistakes. Although those mistakes are highly, 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 highly uh, exaggerated by the media today about communists and about Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc and how that was run. Think that uh, more than 80% of all that information is pure capitalist propaganda because that's, that's how they brought them down through propaganda. And so the, 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 the socialists and the other ideologies had to fight in their, in their enemy's game, and, and they lost. And they lost. Of course, of course they lost, because uh, human greed is, um, is, is invincible. And that's the saddest part, that today's ideology is greed is good. The more you want, the better. Go for it. You can do it. Yes, you can. Hope you don't believe that bullshit. Okay, so that was my ranting as of today. That will be my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made sense. Uh, don't fall for the hype. You are working class, whether you're lower, higher, upper, middle, upper, middle, upper, lower, whatever, you're still working class. You are not free. The only way to get that freedom is to social organization, which they have really put their minds to not allowing this to happen. Unless that happens, we're fucked. So enjoy your iPhone, enjoy your new car, and keep working to pay those bills. This is old man, dirty old man, saying goodbye, keep well, keep safe, look after each other, and I'll see you next time.